back to Student Radio Maastricht here at Banca Studios on RTV Maastricht on 107.5 FM. Today we are joined by quite a lot of people actually from Alice's Drama and specifically a play called King Ubu. So mm-hmm. on my left I have uh, Teresa. Hi. Hi. Hello. And then I have Margot. Hello. Hello. And I have Paul or Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi. And Lena. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you all. Uh, I would like to start off with a basic question, kind of. Maybe you could like say, what do you do as studies? Like, who are you as people outside of the drama stage? I'm uh, Teresa. I'm doing uh, psychology. Um, yeah, I'm. I think outside of Alice's drama, I'm trying to to be in general a creative person i don't know if i manage but i think that's what i'm trying to do quite nice yeah and what about you marco um i'm a first year student at uh, the msp program here uh, so i'm studying sciences and apart from that i think i'm also really into arts like i'm drawing i'm dancing uh, i also love singing and reading and well traveling Everything. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so quite some creativeness going on also outside of the stage. That's quite impressive. Sometimes I'm like, oh man, like with all those studies, you know, sometimes yeah, <laughs> your will to live or to do some extra curricular stuff is like, Ugh. but hearing <laughs> you guys, that's pretty nice. What about you, uh, Paul? I'm also a first year student. Um, so Alice's drama was well, I would say a new option for me just to try it out. I've never done theater this professionally before, if you can call it that. So I'm just right now jumping around in Maastricht. I've been to the food bank at LBB a amount of times. So it was really nice. Um, the studium generally is also super fun. But I think um, I can agree with the other two, the science direction, uh, the, oh, the creative direction. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Um, You never know, maybe in the future. Yeah, I I think I like both. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nice. And what about you, Lena? Yes, so um, I'm also a first-year student. Um, Quite a theme here. Um, I'm doing European studies, so I'm like the person who's not studying sciences here, but uh, humanities. Like, there's a debate. I mean, I would say social science is a science, but now the STEM people will kind of beat me up. Um, Anyways... I also like to do a lot of creative stuff. I like reading. I also do journalism in my free time. Um, wow. I write a lot of articles mainly. I like written journalism. And apart from that, yeah, I kind of also just, with Alice's Drama, I did uh, Proco in my high school for like five years. And now for Alice's Drama, I get to do it also a bit more professionally and a bit more. So I quite mm-hmm. like it. Wow. So you did it for five years in high school already, theater. Uh, yes, so I also did some acting in high school, but I like Proco a lot more. So I did uh, stage management and sound design and lighting design, basically everything you need to do to like keep a production running apart from acting. Mm-hmm. Impressive. Then I still have one question to Lena. Um, so you are actually a stage manager. What does that actually mean? So I think... It is like a true role that exists in professional theater. Um, but what I do here at Alice's Drama is I coordinate basically what's, what goes on on stage, not in terms of movement. That's more of a director's job, but I coordinate like the props and the furniture and what has to be on what side of the stage when. So 
for example, if you see a scene change where like first they were, let's say, in a palace and then they're on a field and there's just a lot of furniture in the palace that needs to be moved. And then there's also maybe some props for a battle, like a sword. And then we, like as the stage manager, I have to coordinate where it is and also direct some people backstage to also like hand those props out and also tell the actors like, yeah, please put the sword on this side so we can get it for the next scene. So it's like or a lot of organizing um, and especially like in the context of a play. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, does that mean that you also have like a hand in making the costumes or only uh, moving them on stage? Or I don't know, maybe it's more about props or do you also like hand them over the costumes or something like that? Yeah, it's also about the costumes. Like in King Uwe, we actually have a lot of costume changes. So we are also very responsible for the costumes. And because I'm part of Proco, so the production committee, we do also make the props and the costumes ourselves. But I would say like if you are a stage manager at a, like a very professional theater, you're not making the costumes yourself. You're only responsible for that part I just mentioned. So I'm glad I'm here. So I also get to like be involved in the costumes. Nice. So you actually also design them or is that something that you do all together? Yeah, so we as a Proco um, are responsible for like getting the costumes, but also we take a lot of input from the directors and the actors. And also because we're a student association and we have a limited budget, we also look at what we already have or what the actors might have. So, for example, for this production, because we have especially one scene where there's a lot of quick changes from a lot of people, We're looking for codes that could stand out and they could show, oh, this person is a certain character. And then they just have to wear a jacket or they just have one prop in their hand, which differentiates them from another person. So, yeah, this is also our involvement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, interesting. Getting some backstage knowledge right now. <laughs> just only here on Student Radio Maastricht. <laughs> and then, uh, Teresa, a question for you. How did you join Alice's Drama or like when did you actually join it? Um, actually, I quite late, sadly, uh, in my, my years in Maastricht. This is the third year, no, fourth year, actually, I'm living here. And I was looking for um, some sort of theater um, production or something like that to be a part of. Uh, and I didn't actually know about it uh, until a friend of mine just mentioned, oh, I, I know someone who, who did a course there last year. And I was like, oh, finally, I, I found some, some drama-related thing in Maastricht because I've always done um, um, theater in high school. So I was really missing that. And yeah, so I just looked it up and I joined a course uh, last year. And I think already my, yeah, my third year in Maastricht. Yeah, and then I just continued to, to participate in courses and now the production. Nice. Yeah. And did you also do like five years in high school or? Um, I think it was seven. Seven. Um, yeah. Wow. I okay. might have miscounted, but I think it's around that. That's a lot. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about you, Paul? Um, when did you join and uh, tell us more about that? Oh, uh, I think for me it's quite the opposite story. So um, I heard of Alice's Drama for the first time, not before I moved to Maastricht, but when I was here in Maastricht at the income week for the students. Uh, they did a lovely creamy dinner, during which I got uh, stabbed to death. <laughs> stabbed? <And> Whoa, yeah. <laughs> that's a hard start. <laughs> It was a really hard but lovely start. Um, <laughs> at least they stabbed me in such a lovely way that... I decided to try it out, take a look. The people were so lovely that I couldn't do anything else than join. And 
when they presented, what courses they did, what productions they did. Um, and now I'm here in King Ubu. Mm-hmm. And all in all, I'm very, very glad and very happy with the decision. Nice. Uh, wait, so it was the income and you could sign up for the dinner or were they just there and had a booth or like, how did you get stabbed? Tell us more. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> um, they had a booth all the time at income. I talked a lot to them, but there was one night where every association did some kind of dinner. Many, I think some were also with food trucks or similar things. And the Alice's Drama people, of course, could not just do a normal dinner. No, they did a criminal dinner. Um, I don't know all the names exactly, but it was basically about a play. And we were all actors who had or would done uh, do the play in the future in some days. And we were practicing a little bit on the side. And in the end, I practiced together with the other main actor the final scene. But without any of us knowing, the swords, which were props, had been swapped. I was like, the sword? Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And it had been swapped with a real sword for the creamy dinner. So in reality, no worries to all of the listeners. I did not get stabbed in reality. <laughs> but in the creamy dinner, I did. I died a very fun death. And <laughs> then <laughs> the accusation started because there had been a lot going on, a lot of intrigue and misfortunes during the creation of a play. Nice. I have to say I'm kind of jealous because I also always wanted to do a crime dinner, but never worked out. But who knows? Maybe in the future. <laughs> well, I think Alice's yeah. Drama is doing a crime dinner twice a year. Oh, yeah. That's good to know. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I stay interested in that. <laughs> what about you? How did you join and, and what is your story? Um, I also discovered um, this association, uh, Alice Drama, during the Income Week. Uh, this I, year? Yes, this year. I didn't participate at this dinner, but I I did l- uh, participate in kind of an improv lesson, and it was really interesting. I bring, um, yes, I was there with some friends, and we really enjoyed it. It was really interesting. And what were you doing exactly? Like, uh, what did you say? Listening in or? Uh, uh, I'm not no, for, an okay. improv uh, oh. lesson. Okay. So yeah, we. There were um, some members of uh, the actual Alice Drama Board and also theater teacher. And we did improv games like the. We had to say some sentences in a way to be able to communicate some emotions. We had to do this yes-what game, just saying yes and what, but with the reality of like, what? Yes, what? Like a fight and then sad. Exactly. Okay, interesting. Creating scenes and and stuff. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay, so my question, the next one, you are all part of King Ubu, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I heard that there's an actual audition. So you actually get cast as actors. Really, I, professionally, I thought it's like a club and then you do some plays. But no, this is like serious business. So I wanted to know how was that for you? I think actually uh, what is nice about uh, this type of audition, uh, at least this year, I mean, this is my first production, so I don't know if it's always that case, but um, it was really nice because we were really just um, kind of like a rehearsal or like an improv, um, yeah, course, whatever. 
um, because it was all of us together, um, everyone who wanted to be a part of it. And we just did some exercises together. And I think like in the background, Amalia, our director, and uh, Frida, our production commissioner, were kind of watching from behind. And, like, <laughs> uh, you know, trying to figure out who could play which role and who's, who's, um, who makes sense to, to, to be part of it. And yeah. So all the people that were there got a role and you just didn't know which one? Or were there people that didn't get a role? Well, I think there were actually more people than ended up participating. Yeah, but it made it feel way less pressured. Like I'm used to going on a stage, having to perform a scene in front of people who are like, you know, you feel like they're testing you. Um, especially with musical theater, like also singing in front of them, testing like your ca capabilities. And this is way nicer because it feels way less pressure th doing things together and not, you know, you're um, tested. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Blinded by the stage lights. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> But so you already did quite a lot of auditions before or... Nah. Or some, at least? Yeah, I mean, um, we always had, in because I was doing musical theater, um, they always, uh, our teachers who were organizing it at high school, they were, you know, they needed to know um, your voice and your, your, we didn't really act, we only did singing auditions um, so that they could place you. But there, also no one got rejected, everyone got, like, to be a part of the project because, yeah, I think Someone with children you shouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think people ever were a tree, but yeah, yeah. you you have to kind of just know who fits what role um, with their atmosphere, their vibe, mm -hmm. or their you know experience as well. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah, I also actually did theater in high school, yeah. but not like as serious as you guys. I always heard in several German schools that they do these musicals, even in Dutch schools too, but. Um, Yeah, no, I, I remember I did two years and the first one was like with dialogues, which was fun. But I do remember other people in my group forgetting their lines. And that's super awkward. <laughs> you still have to like respond to someone, to something that no one ever said. So it was kind of messy. And then in the second year, it was only a monologue. And uh, actually in a preparation, I talked about this. I, you know, like a werewolf, but I was a werewolf guinea pig. That was my monologue. <laughs> I chose it myself. <laughs> I don't remember why, but as I was like preparing for this interview and I remembered that that was a phase in my life. <laughs> werewolf guinea pig, that's yeah. new. Yeah. 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 So is it like a werewolf that like, like you just turn into a guinea pig at night or are you a guinea pig that turns into a werewolf? <laughs> Now I'm invested. I, yeah, I think it was like uh, you're, I think, a normal guinea pig turning into a werewolf or you're just a person and then turning into a guinea pig. I don't remember because I was like 12, no, 13 or something like that. But it was quite crazy. <laughs> yeah. But no, I never sang. Thank God for everyone who is listening. <laughs> But I have a deep respect for you. <laughs> And what about you guys? Uh, I'm looking at you right now. <laughs> what? Wait, at Margot? Um, yeah. S did you also do some auditions before? Or like, w did you go there and you were like, ah, I think I'm going to get this and that role? Or you just went there like open-minded? Um, actually, it was my second audition, I think. Because I also did kind of uh, high school auditions, but a lot more pressure when you have to to say a whole monologue of 15 minutes in front of three teachers. And that was a bit scaring. But I also really enjoyed this way of doing things, this way like everyone can come as they are and that's fine. And we're just here to see how is it going. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, well, that sounds pretty nice. Let's move on to the next section. Um, so you said you joined this production. Was there like a particular reason for joining this one or are there actually other ones in Maastricht? Uh, maybe that's a question for you, Paul. Ooh, for joining this specific production? Mm -hmm. um, I have not found another association for theater in Maastricht, but I have also not specifically searched beforehand. So um, I'm not it sure. Found you found you. Yeah. In the heart. Like <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I was actually deciding because we... <laughs> oh, I thought hiding, but no, deciding. <laughs> You're hiding from the others. <laughs> I only want to join Alice's drama. Please don't bother me. <laughs> um, not between the associations. Alice's drama after that lovely criminal it was. Um, mm -hmm. There was nothing it was to decide. Clear. But I was auditioning both for Lysistrata and King Ubu, and I knew that I would time-wise not be able to do both after I got the schedules. So I had to pick one. Hmm. Um, oh, okay. So wait, you auditioned for both, or how was yeah. that? Ah, okay. Um, hmm. It was quite interesting, because Lysistrata is, by the way, the second piece we will be performing, I think, around next around February. February, they said, yeah. For the other piece, there's a lot more singing involved. And that was a really big factor where I was a little bit pulled into Lysistrata <laughs> because singing on stage, I don't have much experience, but it sounds fun. Um, and King Ubu had more of a, I would say, an, an abstract vibe, mm -hmm. if you want to call it like that. But um, so, yeah, it was a tough decision. I'm very happy with the decision I made. And Nice. Yeah, sounds good. Next question, I would say, I want to know more about your characters and their roles in the storyline. And I know the storyline is quite crazy, um, <laughs> but um, maybe we can start with you. Mm -hmm. uh, about my character? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my character is a prince, a 14-year-old prince who has to, I will not uh, tell too much because I want to keep some excitement for the play, but... Um, Yeah, who was left with a lot of responsibility that maybe a 14-year-old shouldn't have. And yes, just one other, one more of many um, power-seeking characters in this play. Um, maybe my character is actually one that is kind of, maybe the, these feelings are justified for him. But um, yeah, in general, it's one of many characters that, that are in a position of power or try to keep it or try to, to take it away from someone else. Mm. Would you say you're a little greedy or <laughs> or no, it's just I don't fate? Think, I think uh, because my character is a prince, it's always, mm. uh, he always kind of probably knew that mm -hmm. he was going to follow uh, his father's footsteps one day. Um, yeah, so I don't think it's a greedy thing. I think it's uh, maybe something, a responsibility that you're taught uh, mm -hmm. to, or that you grow up with maybe. Um, but yeah, maybe I think greed is something that that goes throughout the entire play and yeah. every character in one way or the other definitely experiences. Interesting, okay. And what about you, Lena? As a stage manager, like maybe you could tell me what kind of props uh, do, did you need? Or I mean, I was interested when you said you have to make the characters kind of stand out. And of course, there's one that's King Ubu. Uh, of course, I'm guessing he has a crown. But for example, I mean, it's interesting that uh, you play a prince. Mm -hmm. So how are you gonna like convey that to the audience, actually? I think there it's a lot on the actors themselves to also act like a prince, act like a king. 
Um, but we're trying to just make the clothes look royal, especially for the actual royal family and not for like the ubus. Um, they're going <laughs> the to ubus. <laughs> the Wait, there's several ones. <laughs> there's mama and papa ubu. Ah, um, okay. So for them, we're going to have more of an like absurdist vibe and like you know, they're and the like they're they like the place called King Ubu. So like there will be like King involvement with them as well. Not to spoil too much, um, but they're more like they got the power like they claimed it themselves so they're not like this historic royal family so for the actual mm. royal family we're trying to make them look very fancy with dresses with coats also the king will have a crown of course um so okay yeah this is the props we did and um also like for auditioning types like in the broker we kind of decide who wants to do what so we have people who said like oh yeah i want to be involved in the props and i said oh i'd love to be doing something with stage management because I did it before and I find it a lot of fun. So this is how we like decide roles. So like for Proco, you also, I wouldn't call it an audition, but to get into the Proco, you basically have to write an email with like why you would like to be there. But in like the specific play or like the Proco? In the Proco itself. Yeah. So it's like the motivation to join the Proco. But I mean, I'm not the commissioner of production, so I wouldn't know. But I guess that like, you don't really get rejected from that otherwise like if you mm. write an email which just says oh yeah i am interested in it and i want to be part of it at least that's what <laughs> i gathered um so you you'd really have to write something stupid to get rejected from proco mm. wow okay but that's also motivating for people that stay if they're interested i think you should reach out <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. and what about you um margot <laughs> i'm trying to remember all names <laughs> what was your role I'm actually an, an, a part of the actual royal family. Um, I'm <laughs> Was that a slight shade that I just saw? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a king, a queen, sorry, uh, Rosemond, uh, the queen of Poland. And uh, I will be playing this character who's like trying to protect uh, her family, but also trying to avoid... Um, wars avoid violence but i don't know if i'll win hmm, okay i don't know because my, my my king is not really listening to me oh <laughs> <so> no <well. laughs> is the marriage falling apart or it's always been the same issue maybe oh. <laughs> well i guess you have to see the play to see right mm. <laughs> of course yeah. and then we also got king ubu himself here right oh uh I oh. think you are sadly mistaken. Oh, you don't so have disappointed. King Ubu on the line. You oh. have King Wenceslas. Exactly. Ah. So um, you're also in the n- actual noble family. I am in the actual noble family. So, so you only got nobles here, actually. Yes. These I'm are my honored. parents. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's yeah, true. The whole yeah. family. <laughs> family gathering. Where's the other two sons? And can the king name them? <laughs> <laughs> he cannot. <laughs> he cannot. It may have taken a while, but if you really want me to prove it, um, mm-hmm. we have Wenceslas sitting here, mm-hmm. and then the two other not so meaningful sons, uh, Ladislas and. No, but we you have, are Wenceslas, damn! Wait, wait, okay, we will oh, try man. again. We I see the marriage problems, I, I can see it. Sitting here, and then yes. there's Ladislas and Boleslas. Uh huh, nice. Wow, amazing. Yeah. Second Tell attempt. Me. Yeah, tell me one thing. I mean, I just heard about your wife. Why are you not listening to her? What's what's wrong with your character? <laughs> oh, there's nothing wrong. My no, no. Um, wife just is not as wise as I am. Oh, so. I see. Hmm. 
Yeah. Mm. <laughs> There's a difference of, of opinions. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah. but mine, of course, is <laughs> the right one. So obviously, yeah, I, I can understand. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so we got like a sneak peek into the storyline, and then I got like a kind of question um, that actually during like the preparation meeting, I was told that movement may or may not play a special role in this play. Mm -hmm. Why is that? I think actually that's due to also our director, um, Amalia, being uh, mainly or uh, yeah, a very big part of her creative uh, projects are dancing projects. So she's actually a dancer as well. And I think uh, you can really sense that in the way she directs and the way she also um, perceives acting. Um, because especially in an absurdist play like uh, King Ubu, where everything is kind of played to the exaggeration, um, movement plays a big role in being absurd and maybe moving as you normally wouldn't. And I think because she has this special view on, on movement and how the body works and how you can use your body to portray something. Yeah, I think that's that's why our acting um, yeah, will will be a lot in our movement, not only language, but a lot in movement, which, I mean, you can't really portray in the radio, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> For that you have yeah. to come to the show. Exactly, mm -hmm. yes. And uh, like maybe to you, Lena, as stage manager, uh, I mean, you see, uh, do you see the re rehearsals also? Yeah, I'm at every rehearsal. I mm. wasn't sick so far. I'm very grateful. Mm. Um, yeah, I've been to every single one. So I can also say that there's a lot of movement involved. Um, which sometimes can be tricky for the props, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, I can imagine. And then uh, because we do have some dancer uh, experience here with us in the room, not only novels, no, we also got the dancers. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you guys, as a dancer, I was wondering, since, of course, movement is a part of theater, do you see like a special connection with that? Or how do you see movement? Is that like uh, when you do theater or dance something completely different in your mind or do you, does it like flow together or something like that um i feeling like uh movements is uh, a big part of theater because actually i was only doing theater with a lot of movement and dance part uh in my life so i cannot imagine theater without any movements that's gonna be so sad but yeah <laughs> It's it's really like uh, it's two parts of the same thing and we cannot mm. cut them. <laughs> I think it teaches you uh, a lot about body consciousness and how, uh, I mean, obviously in your daily life, you don't really think about how you move. And right now as I'm talking, I don't think about how I'm moving my arm, but I think a big part of acting is being conscious about every single movement you make and every single choice you take in how you speak and how you move. And I think... Um, with dancing, uh, that's just a, exactly a different form of doing exactly that, of consciously deciding how and why I'm moving my body in a very certain way. That's super interesting. Yeah, I remember, for example, I got, after having a somewhat of a theater guinea pig experience, <laughs> that, um, yeah, you learn in theater, like the worst thing you can do is like turn your back on the audience, for example. Exactly. And that really changes your movement completely. And I think it also helped me like doing PowerPoints or whatever in school, uh, that you really are much more aware of like capturing the audience. And um, sure. Yeah, and also I remember that the lights are super blinding. Like sometimes it's hard to see the audience. So maybe a question to Paul: like you, 
you can also answer the dancer question, of course, but like also how do you deal with the lights? Uh, that will be quite exciting for me since I've I have done a play in school, but there was no issue with the lights. And uh, for this play, we have not yet been able to practice on stage. So that is something to come, which we are all, I think, looking forward to because that is something different when we are really able to use the props to get into the costumes. We suspect it will be slightly chaotic at first, so we hope we figure that out. Maybe the others have some more insight into the light problem. Mm -hmm. For the dancing, I think it's very interesting as to when you dance, you can dance in very different styles depending on the music, on your mood, whatever you want to do. And with theater, it's very similar, I would say. So um, also in this play, I'm getting into different characters. And for every character, if you want to put it that way, I have to get into a different kind of dance. Um, for the king, of course, being a little bit more dominant, um, the strong ruler. Wise. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for other characters, it's completely different. There will also be peasants portrayed by me. And peasants. Peasant, <laughs> yeah. But um, so I would say it's really also for myself in my daily life. I notice that I start... Um, paying more attention to how I move, to my movements. And it's quite nice because once I do that, I'm able to apply that whenever I want to um, feel a little bit more kingy and wise. I can <laughs> put that into my movement on purpose. Okay, nice. So some confidence maybe also. Who knows? Mm. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hmm. Then I would say... Uh, maybe we can move on to more personal questions. We already got some personal questions before, but now I specifically want to ask you, Teresa. Mm -hmm. um, I heard that you also, I mean, <coughs> you also said it, that you did some productions before, right? Uh, with uh, Alice's Drama? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, not a production, actually, but mm. a course. Um, last year, with the same director, actually, we, we did a course in musical theater and we... Um, we kind of overshot our uh, ambitions a little bit and Ooh. we started i mean usually you're just you know so you you do a course you teach things or got get taught things actually and then in the end you kind of present what you learned but we had the ambition of actually performing like a little snippet of chicago um which we did uh, we had a whole performance uh, of dances um and uh, singing and Malia, um, wow. who who gave you your uh, <laughs> information, yeah. Uh, yeah, she she really um, she did a lot there, and uh, she she was really passionate about it, and um, yeah, we we had a lot of fun actually trying to yeah get, getting together a little mini play of Chicago, um, a lot of strong women. Um, Interesting, yeah. yeah. Okay, it was super fun. How is this play, would you say, like different from previous projects? Um, I think, uh, first of all, obviously, language thing is, uh, is very important because majority of my experience is in German. Um, and I think as, as much as I feel like I'm somewhat fluent in English now, it's obviously still different acting in a language that isn't your mother tongue. I think that's a big, big part of it, especially in King Ubu, because it's a lot about absurdist language. And you kind of have to get that across that there's a lot of words that don't really exist and um, mm. stuff like that. And I think the main difference is 
majority of performances I've done before were with the purpose of entertainment mostly. Um, whereas I feel like there's a difference in music theater and dramatic theater or comedic theater where it's really you know this is this for example is a political parody so there's a there's a point behind it that's not just entertainment but there's an um uh an art purpose i don't know if that's a term um and yeah it's really it feels more like an art form and less like a form of entertainment um because we really think about okay what do we want to portray why do we do it and how do we do it and really you know also having just sessions and half an hour just discussing what what actually goes on and maybe having a cultural analysis of mm, wow. what the play is doing you know and i think that's something that's very dear to my heart and that mm -hmm. i really enjoy because i'm just more interested in that i think um so yeah i think that's the biggest difference to me that this isn't just not not just entertainment but it has a political purpose Interesting. And yeah. I see Lena nodding a lot. I don't know. Do you want to say something <laughs> to that question as well? I can. I was just nodding because I completely agreed with what Theresa said. Like the play is very political. Um, at least I would interpret it as a part-time politics student. Um, and yeah, it also I also realized a lot of difference like from my high school experience where I did Proco. We also had some plays that touched like a political sus uh, uh, suspect, but it was more obvious. Like I remember one scene we had, which was about like homeless people in a train, like in a train. Um, and the, like the whole scene was just about like, yeah, there's this homeless person and they want money, but everybody be on their phones. And like, of course, of course it's political, but it was like by a 10th, like 10th graders can do amazing theater. Don't get me wrong, but like it was very on the nose. Like, yeah, you clearly see what's wrong and what it's critiquing and I think the interesting part about King Ubu is you have to like go deeper not like that you have to be super academic to understand something I also don't like that but I feel like everybody who sees it can get something out of it like something political which is what I quite like interesting yeah so it's like more layered you could say mm -hmm. and maybe even that some people will understand different things and like For maybe sure. have a discussion afterwards like oh yeah did you see that like yeah i got that from polish history or whatever and then someone <laughs> else is like what wait this element as well <laughs> that's really cool yeah and also quite difficult i think uh, to achieve too and actually uh what's kind of funny is that uh, i did like an, an internship at an uh cultural center mm -hmm. last year and they also did king ubu really? yes they did yeah wow, interesting. so i was like wait king ubu I, but i actually didn't watch it so yeah but i thought it's quite rare actually mm. like i haven't seen like any performances yeah, same. Of it before yeah, yeah oh. i mean as, apart from that one obviously yeah, oh, yeah. it's nice <laughs> yeah. to hear so I don't know if that's a question for a stage manager or not. I, I think Mylia told me that um, like who chooses the place, it's, it's a bit different, right? Th so that's like a different committee or something? Oh, yeah, it's completely different. Um, from the information I have, I think it's the commissioner of production. So Frida actually chose the place. Um, and also there, it has something to do with copyright as well. But I'm not completely in the process. The only thing I know is basically we went to the evening where they like announce the place that they're doing and the courses so once every semester we have an evening where everybody just comes together and we like the board talks about like what place are we doing what courses will there be and also any other opportunities and then there's like a big thing where like they announce the place 
So they decide them beforehand. And I also guess it's not just about the commissioner of production, but also like what works with our group of people and also um, like which directors would be up to doing something. So I think it's like quite a long process, which we are all not really involved in. Mm -hmm. But yeah. yeah, interesting. All right. Then I would have some more questions for Margot. Um, I know that you're also a dancer. And what kind of dances did you exactly do, actually? Um, a, a lot of dances, actually. Um, I did a lot of African dances, um, contemporary style, um, modern dance, and also uh, classic dance. I don't know if that's wow. the word in English. Yeah, but yeah. yes, I, I've been doing dance all my life, I think. So yes. Wow, and it's like quite different styles of dances, right? Like Yeah, really. How did you get into all of those? Were you just like, damn, that's that's the one. I gotta do that one. Or mm. was it like a dance studio or something? Uh, actually, I, I was traveling a lot. So uh, I didn't really choose which, what, which kind of dance I want to do. It was just, oh, there's... Let's try this because I'm here and then there's no other possibilities. So, yes, <laughs> that's why. Why did you want to do theater? So you did a lot of dance and stuff, but did you feel like you needed to like ex express yourself in other ways as well? Or was there a person that inspired you to do it or just a spur of the moment? Um, actually, I think I'm interested in every kind of arts, let's say. But it was uh, mostly uh, a teacher of mine from my primary school uh, in Congo who did uh, a lot of theater uh, just in, during my f last year of primary school, actually. And I really enjoyed it. And then uh, during my last year of high school, I um, was auditioning for the, the play uh, of my high school. And then when I did my gap year in Argentina, I also did plenty of theater. And I think actually theater helped me a lot learning Spanish. So, um, and, I, and I know I'm not really fluent in English. So I really wanted to do theater in English uh, to improve my English. So that's kind of a challenge. Wait a second. So you did theater in Spanish? Yes. Holy moly. Wow. <laughs> really? Okay. It was so interesting. Wow. And... And what kind of roles did you have, like, in Spanish? Or was it, like, uh, easier roles? Or, like, were you getting, like, deep into the Spanish <laughs> theater scene? I mean, not Spanish, but, like, Spanish-speaking, I would say. I think I began to do a lot of theater when uh, during my third month in Argentina. So I wasn't really speaking Spanish that well. And I started with a lot of uh, info courses and uh, it was also not really focused on the comic part of theater it was a lot of drama actually and a lot of improv so that was um, a way to improve my language skills without being on stage actually because I was able to say anything I want and anything yeah. I was able to say and then I think it's thanks to those improv courses that I learned a lot of uh, vocabulary because we were able to talk about anything so that's why interesting damn okay like a multi-talent i would say <laughs> damn um then i have some more questions for paul <laughs> yes um do you also got a dancer background but um i heard something about partner dance or something earlier 
Uh, yeah, it was actually for me. I don't have uh, as sophisticated as the background as the other two. Um, I've only started dancing last year, and I would never have thought before that I could like it so much um, because my previous experience was the basic high school dancers, and I don't know how many of the viewers may be able to relate, but <laughs> to the trauma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, and I tried it out last year when I um, did a scientific year in Hanover. I started going dancing two or three times a week, and it's for all. So a uh, very social Brazilian dance, um, social in the context that it is a partner dance, but it is very, very normal to switch. So if there's really a dance party, you will dance with 20, 30, 40 different people on wow. a night. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have to be okay with well being a little bit extroverted and oh yeah, that sounds definitely people. like that. Mm. <laughs> but it was super creative, expressive, and for me the first experience of this kind. Um, and now in Alice's drama, I get to know a lot of people who have done different dances, and you can really experience that in different movements, which uh, for me is quite exciting because now I'm starting to think, oh. What dance do I want to learn next? And starting to learn about the different dances from the others. You have to tell me more about the African dances after this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, unfortunately, our episode is slowly coming to an end. But of course, um, I mean, you're here for a reason. And that's also partially for the King Ubu play. Maybe you can like tell the audience when it is, um, how to get the tickets, shout out some socials. Okay, um, so our play is from the first, it's on the first, the second and the third of December. It's in Maastricht at uh, a theater in Ambi. So it's not the big theater in the Breithof, but we're working our way there <laughs> one <laughs> I day. I trust you. Um, yeah, and you can get the tics, uh, tickets at alicesdrama.com slash tickets. Um, and yeah, our plays there like in the evening or in the afternoon so on sunday we have an afternoon show and on friday and on saturday they're more in the evening so wherever you want to come you can just join us um and yeah our socials are alice's drama um on instagram and i think on every other platform as well you can find us nice so then i would say thank you so much everyone for coming and um Maybe someone has some closing words. And also, we are also going to re... Oh, you guys, because I cannot do that. <laughs> But you guys are going to reenact some scenes. So, yeah, let's let's get into it. Thank no. you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you so much for having us. And remember, like, come to the theater at the start of December. You won't be disappointed. Please support us. Um, please buy tickets. Um, also, another remark on how to get tickets, you should see posters all around the university and around the city. So just scan the QR code, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your grandma, like tell your dog. We appreciate everybody. <laughs> the werewolf guinea pig too, don't forget. Yeah, yes. also tell your fellow werewolf guinea pig friends, of course. Very good, very good. Hello. Hello, hello. You're listening, you are listening to, to SRM. Student Radio Market. On 107.5 FM. Mr. Bugrilla, you were very impertinent this morning to Master Ubu, Knight of my orders and Count of Sandomir. Therefore, I forbid you from appearing at my parade. <laughs> But, Wenceslas, it wouldn't be too much for you to have your whole family to defend you. Madam, 
I never go back on my word. You tire me with these nonsenses. Submit, my father. Really, my, my lord, are you determined to go to this parade? Why not, my lady? Why not? Have I not dreamed of him striking you with his many weapons and throwing you into the Vistule? Why a nigger like that on the arms of Poland places the crown upon his head? Uh, whose head? <sighs> Papa Hubu's. What madness! Mr. Ubu is a very fine gentleman who would let himself be torn apart by wild horses for my service. What would idiocy! Keep your opinions to yourself, young Seguin. And you, my lady. To prove how little I fear Mr. Ubu, I'm going to relieve you as I am. Without buckler and without sword. Fatal imprudence! I... I won't see you living again. Come, Ladislas. Come, Bolislas. My God. And great Saint Nicholas, watch over you. Burgulas, come into the chapel with me. Pray for your father and your brothers. At last, I begin to feel reassured. You don't have any cause to fear. Oh, Michael, what is that dreadful noise? Ah, what do I see? My, my two brothers, pursued by Papa Ubu and his men. Oh my God, Holy Virgin, they're, they're, they're losing ground. The whole army is following Papa Ubu. No, the king is not there. Horror, help! Like a sausage. Alas, this this way may penetrate the palace. They're, they're coming up the stairs. My God, defend us. That Papa Ubu, that wretched rogue. If I had him here. Whoa. Great. Here we will be safe. Yes, I, I hope so. Um, Buglas, support me. Huh? Uh, what, what, my mother ails you? I am very sick. Believe me, Buglas. I have only two hours to live. What? Has, has the cold weather gotten to you? How can I stand so many blows? The king slaughtered, our family destroyed, and you, representing the noblest race that ever carried the sword, forced to hide in the mountains like a, like a smuggler. And by who, great god, by who, vulgar Papahubu, an adventurer from who knows where, a vile scoundrel, shameful vagabond, 
and when I think that my father decorated him and made him a count, and the following day that villain unashamedly assaulted him. Oh, Bouglas, when I remember how happy we were before the arrival of this Papa Ubu. But no, alas, all is changed. What do you want? Let's wait with hope and never renounce our claim. I, I wish it for you, my child, but as for me, I won't see the happy day. What? What's wrong? Mother, she, she becomes pale. She falls. Help! But I'm in the desert. Oh my God. Her heart doesn't beat anymore. She's, she's dead. Is this, is this possible? Another victim for Papa Ubu? <laughs> oh my God. How sad it is to find oneself alone at the age of 14 with a terrible vengeance to pursue. <laughs> hey, what do, what do I see? All, all my family? All my ancestors? But what miracle! Learn, Bugola, that I was during my life Matthias, Lord of Königsberg, the first king and founder of our house. I place upon you the responsibility of exacting our vengeance. Let this word not rest until it has caused the death of the usurper. So, uh, what do you mean? Like, just traveling casually? Or were you, like, doing something like uh, au pair um, or something like that? Partly, yes. Uh, I was... Actually, I uh, I was living in Africa during all my childhood until 13 years old, I think. And oh. then I uh, moved to, to, Belgi- um, to Belgium and then to Argentina. And then wow. here I am. So yes, it, it was depending on the places. That's I pretty was. cool. Yeah, damn. So you got like all those dances and all also all these places that you've lived in, and you and now really you're in Maastricht. Exactly. Yeah, interesting that like you've just like done a little world tour there. <laughs> a scientific year. What is that? Um, that's something you would have to search for a little bit because it's very sadly not offered at many places. In my case, it was the medicinic uh, faculty at Hanover and the whole university who supported it. That means that you um, 
as someone who does a scientific year, go to one of the faculties, in my case, the Faculty of Information Technologies. And then I got to work alongside PhD students. Um, I was a little bit lucky also. They gave me a lot of freedom so I could choose my own projects. I built uh, an AI for our kitchen software for voice recognition. Okay, wow. Um, and I was able to go to a lot of presentations of our faculty and university because I also built um, a tic-tac-toe robot. <laughs> tic-tac-toe robot, like the game tic-tac-toe or like what do you mean? In oh yeah, we... Um, so it's, it's a robot that can play this game? Yeah, it's a little... Not in the kitchen though, it's just something apart. Or <laughs> I don't think I've placed it in the kitchen, maybe mm. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been fun while you're cooking and watching your potatoes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, to be honest, I think I could have done some more fine-tuning because when I was presenting it, I often had to change some little things. And all the kids who played with it, they after two rounds, they were more interested in the tic-tac-toe itself than in the robot. Oh, <laughs> but you were successful, you know, like not in an intended way, but they still had fun. Oh, yeah, and I also had a lot of fun. It was um, a wonderful experience to be able to look also how the university with PhD students their work. And for the dancing part... Um, oh, yeah, I almost forgot about that yeah, part. But I, I have one more question yeah. about the robot. Was it like an arm or was it like a whole wally? Or like, <laughs> what kind of robot are we talking about? I luckily only had to deal with an arm. Um, we also had a whole robot. And I think there was some place in the budget. So some PhD students got several robot arms. I got my own from this collection. Um, it was basically an arm which you could attach a tool to. So I did not have a hand to grab the stones. I only had a vacuum pump. And what? Okay. Vacuum pump <laughs> sounds really, really cool and sophisticated. But once it didn't work, I had to look into it. And it was more like a plastic tube from the doctor. What is it called? Syringe? Yeah, syringe. basically it yeah. was one of those childish play <laughs> syringes. The more you talk about it, the less I can imagine <laughs> what exactly the hell this looks like. <laughs> <laughs> so there was, there was a kind of cable attached to the top of the robot arm to the last part and there I could um, then place the vacuum suction. Syringe thing? No, the syringe was oh. at the back of the cable. The cable went to the vacuum top and this vacuum top you could, for example, place your hand against it, and when you pull on the syringe, the air gets pulled ah, through okay. the whole tube, and therefore your hand, for example, gets sucked into it. So it's like a, a dual, like it's robot and human tic-tac-toe at the same time, like a fusion of the elements, or...? <laughs> <laughs> well, a little bit. Uh, it was mostly me repairing on the side the syringe or something that was ah. not perfectly coded, or whenever I... Cause it was my first try doing the whole thing. So whenever the light changed, for example, the sun went up a little bit or it went darker in the room, then some of the color detection mechanisms for the stones in the tic-tac-toe play did not work correctly anymore. Um, I did correct it in the end, but there were some presentations which, which I always had to, every 50 minutes I had to check, is everything working? Oh, that sounds intense, yeah. But what about your dance? We oh. got a lettuce tray from the syringe arm. So now <laughs> we got to get back to the question. Oh, yeah. Also, I just... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was very interesting, though. Oh, yeah, it was. I can 
Okay, to everyone <laughs> who is able to scientifically wonderful experience. Um, if you want to look into university life, uh, it's really, really nice. Uh, for the dance, as I said, I don't have as much experience as the other two, but I like it.